Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation. There is no other. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. And St. Paul says, whoever does not accept Jesus Christ upon him will remain the wrath of God. This is, uh, these are words of the Holy Spirit inspired in the Holy Scripture. One of the things I loved was the interview you did with Mother Miriam on Mother Miriam Live, that which we air at LifeSite News every day. So beautiful to see the two of you together. You're two heroes of mine. One of the things that uh, she mentioned to you was about the salvation for the Jews must come through the Catholic Church. It is one of the teachings that is so little talked about and disdained in the Church today. Extra ecclesiam nulla salus is the, is the old formulation of it, uh, meaning outside the church, there is no salvation. Benedict, in his book, Pope Benedict, after he retired even, uh, or, or resigned, wrote this book in which he writes also of the missionary zeal from years gone by was there because they thought they had to bring the faith to the pagans for salvation. But now there seems to be almost officially in the church, because Pope Francis has sort of hinted and, and said so even, that the Catholic faith is not necessary for salvation, that you can have Protestants, you can have people of other faiths uh, getting to heaven as well. Can you explain that for us, what it means, and what are we to make of it, the, the, the concept also about a person in conscience, not knowing, and, and, and how that would play out. The traditional expression, extra ecclesiam nulla salus, outside the church there is no uh, salvation, means basically outside Christ, Jesus Christ is no salvation, because the church is only the mystical body of Christ. And so Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation, there is no other. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. And St. Paul says, whoever does not accept Jesus Christ upon him will uh, remain the wrath of God. This is, uh, these are words of the Holy Spirit inspired in the Holy Scripture. So evident. And the Jews are the first who have to believe in Jesus Christ as their Redeemer because uh, he came first to his people. He, he says, I came first to the children of the house of Israel. And only then uh, the church went to the pagans. And so the, they, and these remain all the all time until now. The Jews are the first who have to believe and accept Jesus Christ as their Savior, even today. And there is no other way. And the church must have a missionary zeal first for the Jews all, all also, because the first church in Jerusalem was, uh, was almost built up from Jews only. This was our mother church. 
And so we have to, to strive to pray for the true conversion of the Jews to Jesus Christ, their Savior. And so the so-called uh, diversity or plurality of religions, which is a heresy because there is only one way to salvation, and the first commandment of God is still valid. You shall not have other gods besides me. We have to regret uh, that in the last decades the Holy See started to promote such so-called interreligious meetings with almost all religions of the world, with idolaters and, and so on, uh, started with the, unfortunately, with the meeting in Assisi, which did John Paul II in 1986, which was, uh, it was a catastrophe because de facto it was giving a message. I, see, I say de facto that the Catholic Church is only one of so many religions, and Jesus Christ is only one amongst the other found, founders of religions. And these kinds of meetings, which continued and are continuing, are simply a kind of supermarket of religions. And this is against the gospel, this is a betrayal of the gospel. We have to stop with such meetings. Of course, we can meet with other citizens and our neighbors who are from other faiths. And uh, or I would say not from other faiths, from other religions, there is only one faith, one true faith. This is the Catholic faith, and there is no other faith. We can say religions, maybe. And the unchristian religions, we can have a good neighbor, a Muslim or a Hindu, and we will love him as a love of neighbor. We will be kind to him. We can exchange with him some discussions. But I would say these meetings should be on simply on the level of our life, our, of our daily life with, other, with representatives of, of our religions, but not on a official institutional level, because this is relativizing, undermining the uniqueness of Jesus Christ and the Catholic faith. The last time we were able to speak at length, we spoke about the abortion-tainted vaccines, and you had mentioned at the time that, you know, this was a, a horror that was going on, that no Catholics should submit themselves to such a thing, even under pain of death, and that we had to come up, even with a, a pro-life movement that would, would specifically fight along these lines for that kind of purity. Since then, a lot of things have happened. The vaccines themselves have found uh, to be ineffective. There's, there's all sorts of things to indicate that they knew they were ineffective. And yet, the Holy See has not changed its position in support of the abortion-tainted vaccines, in support of even uh, denying people from their own work if they refuse the vaccine mandate, because in the Vatican they implemented one as well. Um, what's your take on this now? Has it changed at all from when we spoke already over a year and a half ago on this subject? Um, and it also with regard to what you make of it as, because uh, you said at one time that you thought perhaps if this became global and so on, it could be even a, a, a mark of the beast of some kind or, or some kind of foreshadowing of that. What's your take on this now, uh, already having this uh, in place for over a year and a half? It is always difficult that someone acknowledges his errors. And now it's evidently now that even the 
the representatives of Pfizer publicly in the European Parliament acknowledged uh, the ineffectiveness of their vaccines. And now the Holy See must recognize this fact. But I, I repeat, it is difficult to recognize your own, your own errors. It must have courage, humility, and love for the truth to recognize this. And this is evidently lacking to those who are currently in power in the Vatican to acknowledge that this was an error. We already spoke uh, enough and sufficiently in about the moral problem of the of, of a medicine or vaccine being abortion tainted to have a link uh, to the abortion industry and not only to the abortion industry also which is often forgotten today the so-called fetal industry which is horrendous and which is growing and the medicines and vaccines tainted or tested with these cell lines of murdered children and which are a, a product of, direct product of the fetal industry, we can in no way, in no circumstances, accept because we are close, not remote, currently to the fetal industry and we are by accepting the products tainted in some way, even remotely tainted, they are tainted. When we accept them, we are close. We cannot say I remote. And I am expressing my de facto collaboration approval of this horrendous fetal industry and all the culture of abortion. And here we can in no circumstances accept this. Otherwise, we will commit a grievous omission of protesting against abortion and fetal industry. Hi everyone, this is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this video. And to see more like this, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. So check out our links in the description to read more, sign up for our newsletter, and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all of the latest life, family, and culture news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.